Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Blake Street Irregulars, your local Colorado Rockies podcast brought to you by TEP 14. TEP 14, Stone's Throw from the home plate entrance of Coors Field in 1920 Blake Street, 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 distilled Colorado spirits, and a locally sourced menu. It is all Colorado there. It's the perfect place for pregame, postgame, or even during game if you don't have tickets or, you know, you, you just never bothered to get in because um, it was too good. Yeah, it's also drinks. like 60 degrees this morning, so hit up the patio soon because that type of weather is going to yeah, be gone Yeah, it seems to be fading, but you don't have to worry about it because they are 24-7. They have the heaters. They yes, have the misters when it's right. hot. They can actually close it, so it's still the place to go. Make sure you check them out. You can go to tap14.com, spell it out, tap14.com. My name is Sean Drotar. Uh, with me is Ryan Green, and uh, Ryan... Feels like we should play a funeral dirge or something. Uh, the as we record this uh, day after Labor Day, the Rockies did beat the Giants on a walk-off walk. They'll take it. It's a win. They were smoked by the Arizona Diamondbacks over Labor Day weekend uh, in a series that it really felt like the Rockies had to win. Now they are six and a half back of Arizona, who swept them and swept them quite frankly rather easily. The Rockies still one and a half games ahead of the Brewers, but where's your panic meter? I'm going to compare the Rockies to a scene in an Austin Powers movie. Okay. And it's the first one, and it's the security guard that is going to be run over by the cement flattener. And he's screaming no, and it's going so slow, and it's coming right at him, and he can move it any time he wants. And that's just how I feel. It seems like that's what the Rockies are right now. They see this evil, awful-looking thing of missing the playoffs coming right at them, and they're just not doing anything to avoid it, and that's how I feel. So the panic button is certainly up there. Again, it's not so much that you got swept by the Diamondbacks. This was your homestand. That's the most concerning. The first lead they had yesterday was the first lead they had since last Tuesday. Oh. Not That's a homestand. You can't have that happen. So that is where my panic meter is. I know the Diamondbacks are on a streak right now, but you have a month left. You can't. This is not the time to be doing this. Right, right. The Rockies have lost five of seven on this homestand. Uh, they, they can't win enough. Uh, to get a winning homestand in this case. And that's a little frightening because as September starts, we've been talking about it for weeks. This is the opportunity for the Rockies to at least challenge the Diamondbacks, or so we thought. Now, six and a half back with only four games left against the Diamondbacks, the Rockies are incapable of overtaking them themselves. So that's a concern. Also of concern, you will play the Dodgers (laughs) seven (laughs) times. Um, they're pretty good. They're on a historic pace. They're winning 67% of their games. Oh, and then you get the rest uh, mixed in against the Giants, who they beat in San Diego. And then another three, the only out-of-division series against Miami, who the last time the Rockies saw them, the Marlins swept the Rockies in that yeah. one. So uh, the Rockies have made the road very, very difficult for themselves, even though, as we record this, they hold that wild card spot. They're one and a half against the Brewers, as I mentioned. They're three ahead against the Cardinals, and they're six ahead of the Marlins. Again, they will have uh, three games left in that Marlins series as basically in that last week of the season. But the Rockies have to find a way to get winning games, and they have to. They're, yeah. they're playing a little bit tight, and. Bud Black is pushing all sorts of buttons right now, trying to, to shake things up. Ian Desmond played at shortstop for the first time since 2015. Yeah. He actually had given his infield glove 
away to first base coach Tony Diaz and had to ask for it back wow. when he was signed to the to the shortstop position. And, and, and the Rockies know full well that he's not as good defensively as, as Trevor Story is, but they need some offense. They need to get something going. They shook up the lineup. They, they mixed it all around. The Rockies feel desperate here, mm-hmm. and, and it really is, oddly enough, about the offense. It's a team that's still striking out way too many times. They don't string their hits together too often because they're, they're getting too many unproductive outs. Is it too late in the year to change that? Boy, I don't know. Because the thing I think about the Rockies is that this is a team that isn't used to winning. So now that they have this taste... And they feel it slipping away. That's why I think they're trying extra hard. That's why you see strikeout after strikeout after strikeout. Runners in scoring position not scoring. That's where I don't know if they can fix it. With a month left, you know, you need to have urgency. But how can you have urgency while also saying, oh, but don't freak out. You know, just stay calm. That's a really tough position to be in if it were... Bud Black's third, fourth season, I say, you know, just give, you know, this is just bad. You don't want this to be happening. But as a first-year manager and as a team that's just, like I said, kind of new to this success, I don't know if it's fixable at this point. And like you said, I think just struggling maybe 500 for the rest of the way is maybe your best-case scenario. ah, It's just... It's just disappointing, and we know, and DJ LeMay, who said it after the game, the the Rockies know that they are more talented than what they've been doing at the plate. But when is the talent going to fix that? Yeah. It's it's one thing if if two or three players are, are like this, but the whole lineup has been struggling mightily for the entire week. I don't, I don't know. It really is. Right now, they're, they're expecting more or less. It seems like they go out there and hope the Charlie Blackman and Nolan are out and <laughs> save them all the time. Uh, their one maybe saving grace is that the Brewers, who are their closest pursuers, have a reasonably tough road left. They have uh, seven games left against the Cubs. They have uh, a few left against the Cardinals. They finish the year. Talk about getting right down to it. The Rockies will finish the C regular season against the Dodgers. The uh, the two closest pursuers right now, the Brewers and the Cardinals, will finish September in a matchup against each other. Oh wow! They also, uh, the Brewers will also face Miami, and like I said, seven against the Cubs, uh, which will help quite a bit. And they managed to do the Rockies a favor and lose to Cincinnati last night, where the Rockies got a win that's at least opened it up to a game and a half. Otherwise, we would be even maybe a little more panicked. For the Rockies, it, it feels like, and it, we're in an odd spot. It, it does feel like the pitching. Is not has not been outstanding, but the pitching by Rocky standards has generally been pretty good. And the truth is, it's been reasonably consistent. Uh, Greg Holland's kind of uh, blip, notwithstanding that he's had a, a pretty tough month after having that uh, kitchen accident where he kind of cutting his finger. But this has been a, a reasonably consistent team on the pitching side. It's a way of trying to find out if they can figure out something to do with the offense. And I think you brought up a very good point. There needs to be urgency, but at the same time, you can't press. Right. And that's one of the sort of the great mysteries of baseball is because you generally only do well at the plate when you're relaxed. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a team where everybody is trying to hit it to Yellowstone Park every single time they come up to the plate. And there's got to be a way to stop doing that. And for Bud Black, that's probably his biggest challenge is to let these guys know that their, their natural ability, let it take over, stop trying to swing for the downs, because the Rockies are one of the worst teams in baseball uh-huh. in let, leaving runners in scoring position, especially in the last three innings. Right. So are, so do you think that they are all trying to do this 
Nolan Arenado Grand Slam or cycle to, to and that one hit will fix all the hitting, or should they just say, hey, look, why don't we just play small ball right now? Let's score, let's score some runs, you know, get some wins, and then maybe our hitting will come back. I because I. Well, then that's the way to do. The that's the way to do it. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. You have to just do it incrementally. You have to hitting can be contagious, and, and when they say that, it's not necessarily that there's some magical sort of thing that happens that allows everyone hit at the same time. But when you start building a, a pattern where you realize, all right, Charlie Blackman say leads off and he gets on and, and hits a double. Okay, mm-hmm. the next guy up, don't try to kill it. Just try to hit it towards the first base side of the infield right. and get Blackman over to the third with yeah. one out. Okay, great. Next guy there, look, don't try to kill it. Just get it about 200 feet deep in the outfield, even if it's a fly ball. Yeah. And bang, you just scored a run off of one hit. At this hit. point, even bunt right. <laughs> just that's, to get him in. You that's know? the way they have to start making uh, doing runs. And what they have to start doing is is the way the Rockies have been playing, To be, I, I don't think they're a selfish team. But the at-bats they've been taking are selfish at-bats. Yes, yes, you're right. Uh, they're not selfish in terms of, look at me, I'm going to be the star. It's selfish in terms of, oh, I'm the one that needs to save the team right now. And that's where that's where you get Nolan Arnau striking out, you know, with, with bases lower. Two, what was the, it was uh, two games ago against the Diamondbacks. There were two on, no outs. And Story, Arenado, and Vallejo all struck out. Right. And that's where you, that's exactly what you were saying. You have to get the bat it's, on right. the ball. If a story just gets it in, you move the runners over at right. least, and who knows? But yeah, right now I think. I mean, even with no outs in those situations, you could hit a four hopper to shortstop. They turn a double play, but you still get a run. Right. So they're not going to go home in that situation with uh-huh. it. So, I mean, that's the catch. And, and and the Rockies is a team in August. It was really borne out. This is a team, 225 strikeouts to 102 walks. Ugh. That 225 strikeouts, by the way, in a combined 912 at-bats. So uh, if you're looking at the math, you're talking about a team that is striking out nearly a quarter of its at-bats. Mm-hmm. And so those unproductive outs have been really, really problematic for them. And uh, more than anything, I think that's the issue. I mean, on the bright side, even in a in a month where it was pretty lousy, Carlos Gonzalez did hit 279 on the month. So he's warming up a little bit. The power hasn't really entirely come back yet. But the, the one of the things that I think you can look at if you're the Rockies and maybe be excited about is Cargo looks at least a little bit more like Cargo. And so maybe in September, if he keeps heating up a little bit, uh, there is an opportunity for them to get a little a bump, an advantage, an opportunity. Gonzalez, with the uh, walk-off walk last night, it's easy to kind of dismiss it and go, well, the other team handed it to you. That's true. Mm-hmm. But we've talked about everyone trying to swing for the fences. It's uh, bases loaded. That's pretty easy for any player, including Gonzalez, to try to take a hack at it and win the game with a hit. The fact that he could kind of just be patient and, and you know basically hold your water and let that the pitcher walk the run in. That's the kind of at bats the Rockies have to have starting right now if they want to maintain a playoff spot. As surprised as I was that Carlos Gonzalez didn't strike out last night, I also felt like he was one of those players where he that's the one of the only players on the team that would have done that and not swung in that situation. And that's where that you know that veteran type of leadership can come in if if you're just smart if you know if I don't care that you can hit it over the fence and win it on a walk-off grand slam. If you're smart and you just get the wins, that's all I think I want to see from the Rockies right now. I just want to see smart baseball, and I don't want to see any signs of panic. Because if I see signs of panic, that just says this team is just 
you know, games away from giving up the wild card spot. Ian Desmond comes back at the right time, comes back, uh, he's coming back healthy because one of the drop-offs for the Rockies, and it's it's not a surprise, Mark Reynolds is in the top 10 in strikeouts all time mm-hmm. in, in baseball history, and he's the youngest member of, that, of the top 10 uh, in history. So it was only a matter of time until Reynolds sort of regressed towards the mean. Uh, 11 walks to 30 strikeouts. That was second on the team in August to Trevor Story, who had 11 walks and 34 strikeouts. Uh, Reynolds hit 250 that month, Story hitting 230 that month. I think, quite frankly, these are the kind of guys they are. Big time power, nine home mm-hmm. runs between the two men. But these are guys that are, are the kind of problems for the Rockies offense when everybody is trying to swing at everything. Mm-hmm. Story and, and Reynolds are guys that they can hit at a mile, but they strike out a ton. And you need to expect them to strike out a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, for guys like Blackman and LeMayhew and Gonzalez, uh, those are guys now Ian Desmond, who I think will, you start playing, you'll start seeing him play probably every day that he can play in yeah. some capacity, whether that's left field, first base, or even shortstop. I think the Rockies' understanding when, when putting Desmond at shortstop there is basically an admission that we can't have those strikeouts. <laughs> the, the, You're not wrong. The number of strikeouts is damaging the team more than the occasional home runs are mm-hmm. hurting them. So I think for the Rockies, that's what they have to start putting together. Do you think that kind of movement is good at the end of the season at this time, or do you want to just have players? Oh, it's not set? good. Okay, it's not good. <laughs> right, but but you have you can't just let this team sink like they did okay. in August and All not right. do anything about it. So I think you have to find a way to push it. Getting a guy like Desmond is is like having a terrific addition as long as he can stay healthy. But that was the concern. Only three games played in all of August, and and hopefully now uh, being healthy and be back uh, as he was yesterday will give them a little bit of a bump. So for the Rockies, expanded rosters, opportunities for for Bud Black to kind of uh, tinker here and there. But it's a very fine line to walk. So... For the Rockies, I think they have the right manager in place, a guy that's that's been there and done that. So I think when it comes to uh, tinkering a little bit, whether it's a big shakeup of the roster, as we saw a couple times over the weekend, to kind of wake the guys up and say, hey, we, we all need to do something. Maybe we've gotten too comfortable, too complacent during yeah. this losing streak. So I'm going to mix it up until we find something that works. It will be a, a fascinating September, one of the most interesting in a long time, not mm-hmm. because the Rockies are pursuing someone with maybe a chance to have a, a wild card spot. It's because they seem to have one on lock and are now hanging on by their fingernails. So fascinating. Uh, end of this homestand, two more against the Giants before they hit the road. And uh, the, unfortunately, this is a team that now, with a good start, has dropped to low 500 on the road. Ugh. Oh, and if it helps, you'll be traveling first to the L.A. Dodgers. So these next two games, absolutely critical for the Rockies before they face the Dodgers on Thursday. No day off for a travel day either. You'll just go right in there. Oh, and you'll face Clayton Kershaw on Thursday the 7th. So Something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, for the Rockies, you try, you try to stay positive. We'll try to stay positive here there until there's any reason not to. And look, it, it's a weird spot. They're still holding a playoff spot. But, boy, it's starting to feel desperate. (laughs) Ryan, thank you for joining us today. You can follow him on Twitter at RGMileHigh. My name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me at at SDrotar, and you can always catch everything we're doing, uh, whether we're at Mile High Sports on the morning program there on the radio, the morning minutes that Ryan puts together, all the terrific stuff he's doing for Mile High Sports and 5280 Sports Network as well. And make sure you visit our our friends at Tap 14. Look, if you're going out to the Rockies game tonight and it's, you know, maybe raining, 
spitting or at least spitting a little bit, mm -hmm. that's all right. You can still go to tap 14. Oh, yeah. They'll keep it warm. You're good. 70 Colorado beers, 100 Colorado spirits right on tap. Uh, well, the beers are on tap. The spirits are in <laughs> Spirits are in very nice bottles. Well, on will drink the spirits. Really like cool bars. Yeah, so make sure you check that out as well. Uh, 1920 Blake Street, right on the roof of Haters & Company. Just uh, literally a two-minute walk mm -hmm. from Coors Field. So thank you very much uh, to them as they've sponsored this all season long. Visit them at tap14.com. Spell that out, tap14.com. For Ryan, I'm Sean. And, uh, well, we'll all keep our fingers crossed. This has been a Blake Street Irregulars, so a 5280 Sports Network production.